Hey everyone, the It's All Journalism team wanted to remind you that we have an email newsletter where you can get all the latest news about our podcast. Go to our website, itsalljournalism.com, and follow the link to subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. He recommended me to the channel, and I think that really helped me a lot get this job. Yeah, that was really... I never thought that this would happen in the U.S., to be honest, and... I think that is the greatest chance I've gotten so far. It's tough to break into TV news, but imagine what it would be like if your first job fresh out of college was at a TV station in another country where you were expected to file reports in another language. What would that be like? I'm Michael O'Connell. Welcome to It's All Journalism. Luisa Vigora knew that she wanted to be a broadcaster when she visited the local radio station in her hometown in Germany. Almost a decade later, she has an on-camera job as a reporter at Fox 47 News in Lansing, Michigan. Luisa, welcome to It's All Journalism. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. You, you had a really nice pitch. You, you have a very interesting story, and, and uh, I thought it'd be fun to have you in, and, and we could talk about it. So... You know, tell me about, you know, tell me about what was it about that radio station visit that got you interested in journalism and broadcasting? Yeah, I think the radio station just fascinated me overall because it's super exciting to work there or like everything, like the environment is super exciting, I think. And I really like that it combines so many activities like writing, talking to people, interviewing people, and then also editing audio. And yeah, I just like that no day would be boring if I would work in this position kind of. Um, so in the intermediate intervening nine or 10 years, what did you do to sort of pursue that goal? So first I started um, with an internship at that radio channel and that was very nice. And yeah, soon some other teenagers and I started a radio show there and that was kind of what got it going. But what made me feel like oh, maybe radio isn't that big of a challenge anymore and that I wanted to kind of try to pursue a career in TV. And yeah, then I got my um, high school degree and then I decided, like before I decided that I should go to the US to study, to study in English and that this might give me better like opportunities when I come back to Germany. So were you speaking English at all in Germany? So we always have English classes since uh, first grade, but it's still very different once you get to the U.S. and people are talking super fast and like it's super different. Okay. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would be sort of an extra level of challenge to somebody coming here in the U.S. So you came here, did you come here to get a degree to, to look for internships or a job? Yeah, so I came here because I um, to study journalism because a lot of people in Germany told me, okay, maybe you should study something more specific because journalism is too broad. But at the time, I wasn't really interested in just one topic specifically like politics or sports. So that's why journalism still seemed like the right choice. And then I tried to get a volleyball scholarship um, to study in the US to finance 
the studies and it worked out, which was very nice. And yeah, so I came to get a journalism degree. And so where, where'd you play volleyball? Um, I played at Madonna University in Livonia in Michigan. Oh, cool. So that's how you ended up in Michigan. Did, was your goal to get a job in the U.S.? Or, you know, I think you did say that you were thinking about, you know, improving your English and making it easier to get a job in, in Germany. What, what was your, you know, when you came out here and you were in college, what were you thinking? Yeah, when I came, I thought, okay, because four years is a long time away from family and friends. So I thought that would be like a limited time, you know, I mean, I was kind of expecting that it would get harder. The longer I'm here, the more I feel like, oh, where do I belong? Like, do you belong to Germany or should I, you know, stay? But first I did have the goal to go back to Germany and the opportunities just, you know, arise because I had internships during school and this kind of stuff. And yes. Yeah. What, what type of internships did you, uh, you get and what type of things did you learn there? what I think is very nice about studying in the U S is that everything is very practical. And like we had a TV studio on campus, which I think is awesome. And I don't think in Germany it's like that. I think it's in Germany, it's more theoretical. We, you learn more about communication systems and stuff like that. So that was very nice. And first I didn't feel that comfortable doing an internship off campus because, you know, I didn't feel like my English was good enough. And so I did, a couple of internships on campus for the athletic department because I wanted to kind of explore if I like sports writing and also you know taking action pictures and stuff like that and like I also I worked on campus a little bit to improve my English as an English tutor for other international students mm -hmm. because I thought it would help me you know and then I did an internship for a German journalist who was in the U.S. at the time and that was good because I was, you know, still conducting interviews in English, but like translating it mm -hmm. for her. And that was a good experience. And then I did an internship with movie critic and um, celebrity interviewer, Greg Russell, who was from Detroit and I edited the videos for him. So I, that's when I learned editing and got kind of passionate about video shooting and editing okay what, what did you like about it about shooting i like that i can like the creative part about it and yeah editing as well because i you can make a video a lot more compelling with like certain effects and the way you edit something or it can be emotional and then i kind of after my studies i got a little bit into freelancing as well and filmed a friend's wedding you know and that was just like i really liked taking videos as well and was kind of like open to this option because it was very hard to get a job in the beginning. Tell me, tell me about sort of the challenge of uh, being a German speaker and coming to the U.S. and trying to get a job in broadcasting in English. Did you, did you see that as a barrier or were there, you know, particular challenges, you know, how did you get around those? Yes, I, I definitely thought that was a challenge because like, I really didn't think I would get an on-camera job in the U.S. I thought, even Germany, that it would be difficult at the beginning because it's a very competitive field. So I thought, there's no way that this is how I start after college. So I thought I would probably start as a writer somewhere, you know, and applied for all kinds of jobs. And 
I mean, I did apply for multimedia journalist positions before I graduated um, already for after graduation, but yeah, I didn't get accepted. And yeah, then I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's not meant to be right now. So I um, worked for a video production company, which, you know, helped me because it it kind of is some of the activity that I'm doing right now. But I did really worry about my accent, even starting the job as well. You ended up at Fox 47 in Lansing. You know, how did that job come about? Like I connected with a, another journalist who was as a reporter as well. And yeah, after like a lot of talks and kind of help with my demo reel, um, he recommended me to the channel. And I think that really helped me a lot get this job. And yeah, that was really, I never thought that this would happen in the US, to be honest. And I think that is the greatest chance I've gotten so far. So what types of stories are you doing? And you know, what's your day like? Our channel kind of markets reporting from your neighborhoods about your neighborhoods. So mm-hmm. we are all assigned to certain neighborhoods. And in the beginning, I wasn't because all neighborhoods were already kind of covered, which was nice because I could focus more on stories that affect all Michigan. So mm-hmm. I reported on water loss or how low income families, you know, cannot afford certain bills or, you know, I always like to address issues. Most of the time I think about issues that I think could be addressed and then I try to find if there's anything going on that's recent or, um, yeah, connecting with people in the community and finding stories through that. So did you did you get a community or communities to cover? Yeah, right now I'm taking over Charlotte, Eaton Rapids and Grand Ledge. Those are the, a few cities um, here in Michi- Michigan. How do, you, how do you engage the community? Rather than thinking sort of broad across the, the, you know, the Lansing community and surrounding towns and everything, now you've got a particular area. Do you have a strategy that you're using to identify stories there and uh, you know, reach the people you need to talk to? Oh, I mean, I always check Facebook groups um, of those communities to see if what people are talking about. And other than that, I don't have a particular strategy yet because it kind of just happened. And mm-hmm. But the stories came right now because there was actually, um, there were 23 volunteer firefighters that quit at Charlotte's fire department. So that has been already a story for three days over the last couple of weeks. So how did, how did you cover that? Did you, was it, what, tell me about, what, what's the background of that that particular story? Those firefighters quit because they felt there was a lot of miscommunication between the city council and particularly the mayor and the firefighters. And I believe based on what they said that they quit to set a statement and to hope for resolution and so that they could come back because they didn't really want to leave the city without firefighters because the city is left with six full-time firefighters, which made the community very upset because they felt unsafe and the city just had a home explosion a month ago. So like there has been a lot of things were going on there. And so first I talked to the firefighters, um, the volunteers that left and then also the firefighters that are remaining uh-huh. and um, then to the mayor and the city manager, because then it turned out that the city manager has the responsibility and not the mayor. And now they're at the point where they, the city said, we can not rehire everybody like at once, they need to reapply. 
but of course people in the community don't think that's nice and there has no, not been any apology which i think has been upsetting for the firefighters you know how has the the community responded to you i mean it's probably unique that there's a, there's someone with a german accent uh, delivering their news have, have you gotten much feedback from the public on that yeah but so far really only positive feedback thank <laughs> god which is very nice people of course always ask me where i'm from but i really had a lot of people already say that it's so nice to see somebody with an accent on tv and especially also people that work with immigrants or that work with english as a second language speakers mm -hmm. and or people that are foreigners themselves they say that they think it's nice to see that this is possible you know sort of the arc of your story of of uh you know becoming interested in in doing this in broadcasting at a young age and you know, here you are at a, at a radio station in Michigan, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who like you have may, may have a language issue or some other issue that they, that they think might uh, make it harder for them to get their dream job? For sure. I think that it's important to, first of all, believe in yourself and think like, because I feel like a lot of times, because I have a lot of other like I have a lot of friends who are international or who were international students. And I think a lot of us think we are being looked as a stupid just because we cannot say some words the same way or we don't know a certain word or need to ask again. But the main thing is we know what we're capable of in our own language. So we should believe that we can do that in our second language. And if we think we need to become more comfortable um, speaking, then we should try to get jobs that, you know, first I worked also at the Starbucks on campus just so I was forced to speak to people, you know? And I think that's something that can help like to just get out there and do everything you can to get as much experience. Because even though I wasn't able to get a TV internship because of COVID, because that's when I felt comfortable to do an internship off campus. What I like about what you, you sort of talked about uh, especially what you just said, you know, going to Starbucks to sort of challenge yourself. You, you seem to be somebody who puts, puts, you know, has a goal and is, and is putting barriers in front of themselves to overcome so with uh, of the long-term goal, I guess, of as you are able to overcome these different things, that's going to put you in better stead to reach uh, the goal that you've set. Is, sure. it, is that something you consciously do or is that just kind of the way you are? I think that was always my, I don't know if it's my personality or, but I think, no, I don't think it's my personality because I am not that outgoing. You know, I'm, I'm not the person where you think, oh yeah, this, she will be on TV one day, you know, because I was never, I was always more shy, you know, and not that comfortable with certain situations, but I push myself to like, do the things that I don't feel comfortable with. Like, you know, going abroad was always a dream, but of course it was tough to go do that step. And yeah, all the other things as well with just Starbucks, for example. You looked ahead and saw that you wanted to, you know, get into TV or broadcasting. And, you know, now you have that broadcasting job. You know, do, do you have thoughts about where you might want to go next, you know, in the next five or 10 years? Oh, yeah, it's it's very difficult. I 
of course always feel drawn to my family as well but I do feel that I can improve a lot where I am right now and that Fox 47 is giving us opportunities you know to anchor as well and yeah opportunities that so I hope that I can stay longer and I just have to see what happens <laughs> so have you actually anchored yet I anchored the morning headlines so it's not a full anchoring show yet but it was it's great like that's what, what I've been doing what's that experience like were you nervous were you excited yes yes <laughs> I, I was definitely All of those. yes and but it was super nice I don't know I I really like working and I like being in the studio and yeah doing this in front of the camera and speaking and reading I, I like that so do, do you have a particular story you'd like to do at, at Fox uh, 47 something I still really want to address are amputees because I talked to somebody already who said that amputees don't really get a lot of you know support in terms of um, funding for or like health coverage for um, PT and also psychological assistance. And yeah, that's really something I would like to talk to two more people about. I just, you know, haven't found um, the right sources yet. Well, I think I've got everything that I need. Um, tell me, you know, thank you for reaching out. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I always like talking to people who are early in their career to sort of see what they, you know, what path they've taken and what they're thinking about. Um, is, is there anything about your your career that has surprised you? Definitely the opportunities and getting the opportunity to work in this job starting when I was 22. And, and yeah, that's just really surprising to me. And yeah, also being accepted by yeah, the American community really, because people are very open to me having an accent that's, you know, it's not what I really expected. So that's super nice. Uh, Louisa, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, enjoyed talking to you and finding out about your experience. And, and I wish you luck at uh, uh, Fox 47 and Lansing. I think you're Thank on you a good so path. Much. Thank you. I really appreciate that you're doing this podcast. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the people who make the news. You can find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. While you're visiting our website, sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter. You'll get all the latest info about our podcast, including episode notes and news about live events and upcoming interviews. Go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, SoundCloud, google play and pretty much anywhere good podcasts are found if you'd like to help us grow our podcast like and share our episodes on social media look for us on facebook instagram and twitter it takes a lot of people to create an episode of it's all journalism nicola grisco produced this episode amber healy wrote our web content nick capre wrote our theme music Emilio brust helped with our booking steph thomas is our social media manager and i'm your host michael o'connell thanks for listening